When I'm off track, mommy's keeping me focused, so let's lock this down like it's supposed to be. The O3, Bonnie and Clyde, Hove and B, holla. All I need in this life of sin is the me and my podcast. Me and my podcast. Down the ride to the very end. Me and my podcast. Me and my podcast. Welcome to the Rotten Pitotos podcast, brought to you by Denver, Colorado's Cook Street Productions. My name is Blank. My name is Justin, <laughs> and I'll be your host tonight. Uh, we're gonna go around the table real quick. I want you to say your name and tell me the last thing that you can remember googling. So let's go immediately to my left. My name is Nate Nathan, and I googled holidays in March. <laughs> Holidays really? Because Saint, I felt like St. Patrick's Day is the one. Is that what? It, but there's yeah. no days off, or no? God, that's why it's so bad. Yeah, but it's so far away. Why? Why? Yeah, is but it, you know, the short. Is that the week? next one that there's not a holiday? The next month. You're counting Valentine's I was kind of getting MLK. No, there's, MLK. President's, President's Day. Day. Oh, President's. I was getting excited about the you know. And you're days skipping off. over all of the ones that you get off work for. No, that's I like those, and I was like, oh no, March. Bad answer. Next. <laughs> My name is. <laughs> My name is Travis. The last thing I Googled was Peyton Manning's wife, and it was followed by an immediate Google image search mm-hmm. of Peyton Manning's wife. How is and she? then I somehow got to Eric Decker, because that's where I always end up. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Evan, and the last thing I Google searched was, I've done it twice in the last month now, um, <laughs> is what, how do you make a toaster strudel in the oven? Because we don't have a toaster. So I, I forgot the temperature. Similar. Well, I forgot the temperature. That's and it's 375 in case you guys need to know. That's dead that's true. An, that's an amazing, amazing snippet of your life. <laughs> uh, God, gosh darn it. What, what, what is it that I do that the strudels have? Either, either pay my mortgage or I have to look up how to make toaster strudels again. <laughs> and if you'll notice, there is a slightly higher pitched voice in the room today. Would you like to introduce yourself? I would. My name is Ava. And the last... Thing that I googled was today the 10 least inspiring sentences found on a Lululemon yoga bag that they actually sell in stores. Wait, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> that Most was all them, one search? It was one search, the 10 least inspiring sentences on a Lululemon bag, and my two favorites were, children are the orgasm of life. That's true. <laughs> And Ugh. take daily vitamins. <laughs> <laughs> you like Wait, says that on a yoga bag? On the bag. Take daily vitamins. It's like breathe and love. Children are the <laughs> orgasm of life. I'm really well, glad the girl managed to bring up yoga in the first time. Yeah, she's yeah, was like, well, we are a, reaching demographics. I last Googled <laughs> cost of drinks at Cruise Room Denver. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where'd you story. go recently? True story. I didn't end up going, but I. Oh, is that I, why you didn't go? I eventually found my way to Yelp, and the two dollar signs didn't help. But it was mm-hmm. like fourteen dollars is too much for their premier cocktails. Two dollar yeah. two dollar signs isn't bad for Yelp. That's what, what is I thought. Was it out of? Five? But for a bar, yeah. four I think. Four. Yeah, it's four. For a bar, yeah. for a two dollar signs is not a yeah, good. Yeah, you want to stick with one. That's, that's not a good precedent. So one eighteen pack of delicious Coors Light, basically. Nice. What those cost. <laughs> Uh, this is a very special episode. We have our very first guest. Mm. As you might have heard, her name is Ava. She is a huge fan of these podcasts. Right. Is that right? It is. It is. It is. I do love this podcast. She, she's had a fan mail question in before. She is visiting this week, and uh, after going through a series of tests where we asked her movie knowledge and all that, we're like, no, you can't be in it. 
But then you made us chili last night, and it was off the hook. <laughs> and yeah. then I won the MOBA. This is a dangerous precedent to set. It, yeah, I know. That we can just be bribed to get on our shit. It's, a it's not. Precedent. It's a great precedent. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I listen to the Nerdist podcast almost oh, every day, which yeah. makes me a nerd. And mm-hmm. Allison Bree was recently on it for the second time and made the announcement that she was actually the first female to ever be on the Nerdist podcast. And they called her the Eve of the Nerdist podcast. Oh. So I'd like to go ahead and just claim that right now. We actually we actually have had a woman before. We had Angela Lansbury. Remember that? <laughs> she died midway. Yeah. So you'll be we the first one it. to finish it. Yeah. Uh, but it is somewhat appropriate because today we are going to be talking about The Hunger Games Catching Fire, which just has a heroine like no other. Katniss Aberdeen. Ab- Ab- I think it's Aberdeen. Ever, ever. I think it's, it's Everdeen. Ever. So they, they were like, let's make it the tree, but not quite enough. But we're not there yet. Let's first talk about About Time, which is the movie I had to see alone. Uh, is it had to see or got to see alone? Oh, it's definitely got to see. I had a giant smile on my face for the first hour, just thinking, like, those stupid guys. I wish they were here watching this with me. <laughs> and almost went to see it again yesterday. Yeah, well, it's Ooh. charming. It's charming. You, you have, have changed the way you talk about it. I have so, so many much. problems with this. This is not the first time in this podcast we have an ambivalent reaction yeah. <laughs> to a movie. But the, the guy, Dom Noll or whatever, he could use some work, for sure. <laughs> like, the first 30 minutes, there's a lot of him doing physical comedy of, like, he's at the New Year's party, and a couple's making out next to him, and he's just kind of sitting there sulking, and kind of a lot of, like, what are these guys doing? And I thought it was going to be a long movie yeah. based on that. But eventually, Rachel McAdams rears her beautiful head. <laughs> and, uh, that's creepy sounding. So, <laughs> so creepy. creepy. And she's got some amazing. That was my second to last Google search. Was Rachel McAdams head? Yeah. <laughs> she's got some amazing like turnaround, out the camera shots that that will win you over. Who, by the way, I just found out today it might be redating Ryan Gosling. I saw that. Whoa! You I'm go, okay. girl. I am not upset. Wait, so they d- they dated during the notebook? Their notebook, yeah, they were off. Well, yeah, how do you naturally? How would you not? Yeah, absolutely. They must have had sex five hundred times. The rain the chemistry they had. Come on. Rain. You didn't even see notebook, uh, but I know I've seen the cover, and they're covered in rain. Yeah. That was one <laughs> rainy DVD cover. <laughs> it's hard to get rain chemistry. With it's someone. hard to have bad rain chemistry with someone. No, because you can like slip. It gets. <laughs> Actually, what do you think kissing is? <laughs> you just did a full <laughs> So, one thing I noticed is how British this was. Like, yeah. it's odd to have multiple scenes where they are admiring either art or the theater, or like their idea of a good day was uh, well, your, your mother's opening up a thing of biscuits. And then, and then she was, or like, do you want some tea? When they're first meeting Rachel McAdams, and she's like, sure, I'd love it. And then the main character goes, well, there goes the afternoon. I'm like, what, is, what does that what mean? What are you spiking your tea with? Do you get sleepy? Do you get sleepy? Maybe just not. Maybe tea time is just a lot of gabbing. Yeah, yeah. they just talk that's for hours. what they're used to, and I don't get it at all. Sounds great. So, okay. Rachel McAdams was an American. Yeah, she's an American who never questions 
<laughs> that she should go back, or her parents come over once. Why is she That's there? pretty much it. Never explained. Huh. You don't need a reason to be no, there. Anyone. No. It's not that weird. No. Um, it's not as uh, Rami or Kami as much as either of those things would suggest. It's sort of, uh, it is kind of like click in like the final 20 minutes. It's just like, a, we got to go through this whole guy's life and what he's doing. Uh. Yeah, which was the the past the, the last twenty five minutes really made me feel cynical because they're just like it's a voiceover the whole time and he's like sermonizing about how to enjoy, how we should enjoy life every day mm. because his dad recommends what you should do is live every day once start and then do the day again and be like a little more patient and aware the whole time. Makes sense. Two lives. That yeah. sounds pretty great. But wait, do each day and restart it? Or yeah. Go, okay. Yeah, because then you can't fuck up too much. Yeah. And then uh, does he have a job though? Because that's he's working eighty hours a week. <laughs> he's a yeah. lawyer. And in the law scenes, they still wear wigs. Yeah, that's that's crazy. real though. I think. Yeah, it is. yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It is hilarious. Written. Um, but you know, it's all about. He, he eventually stops. He eventually says, "You know, I don't need to time travel anymore. I just, uh, I just now I've learned to enjoy every day as it comes and the present and the roller coaster that it is and." It's like this lesson that is really schmaltzy. And it's just, by the end, it was like, shut up, you spoiled-ass rotten ginger <laughs> who has the ability to yeah. time travel. Yeah. You yeah. landed at 10. Your family is a castle on the coast of England. Of course. I mean, it's, it's talking about, like, girls, the TV show, being this show of white privilege. Yeah. I really, really had a problem with that. Not that my life's been hard at all, either. But I don't have a McAdams circle in my... Groin. <laughs> so I guess the uh, the one shut up movie. There weren't too many. I mean, it's still like you guys are all gonna see it, and you should see it. Uh, I want to see it again. It's not as good as Notting Hill. Um, a lot of the side characters kind of ring familiar to that. There's like a, a crazy uncle that's just off. Like he'll just say weird things, and he's kind of comic relief. Uh, the main character's sister is sort of a a wild card, an earthy girl, which is kind of like the Notting Hill situation with that girl. And um, the two shut up, two or three shut up movies I have were two or three. Basically, <laughs> it's all the same thing. That basically, like his his inability to get things right the first time with women are ridiculous. He he, the one time he puts out, he has suntan lotion that he's going to put on this girl. The first time he does it, he just splooges the lotion <laughs> everywhere on the back, yeah. which. I am as awkward as they come, and I don't think I've ever done that. But in movies, it happens all the time. You um, put it on your hand first. That's the, well. That's number the secret. one. That's the secret. Then it can't split. I'm used to girl. that being yeah. Uh, and then there would be two. There were two points where he just said the wrong thing, and uh, like he oh her parents Rachel McAdams' parents surprised them in England. They they wouldn't know that they were living together. And they were like, what should I tell him? Should I tell him we're sleeping together? Should I tell him this? And she's like, no, it's fine. Just We can sleep together. Just don't tell him about like oral sex or something. And then four minutes in, he just says, like, well, we are having oral sex. He says <laughs> that to the parents? He says that to the parents. And then he's like, you got to do that again. What are you, 10? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. How would that slip out? How would that slip out? Uh, so there were just a few. I don't think he needed to be as awkward and just incompetent in social situations that needed to be. Mm -hmm. McAdams, the McAdams, McAdams is just, I don't know, she's great. She's great in it. 
and I fell in love with her. But she's just sort of a passive receptacle <laughs> because of for her charm. acting or the way she looked. She does some things with her body that are great. <laughs> yeah. so to, that, is that what acting is? So that was my question. <laughs> she's not bad. She, okay. I believe her. Again, as, I believe not her a as a endorsement. Human. I don't. I don't think. I mean, who? She doesn't have a character yeah. that she's pretending to be. Like, she hasn't she, had a character in a while. Since Mean Girls? Since Mean Girls. <laughs> like, this isn't back then. Right? I mean, like, well, yeah. what is the... She's just... Yeah, I mean, it's easy for somebody who looks in... There's so like, many actors, I think, that get pigeonholed into that. Yeah. They just, I'm sure it's yeah. more frustrating for them than it is for... Just yeah. normal, no quirks, just... <laughs> it's a I, shame. I don't think she's generic in what she does. If she is just playing these roles that are still somewhat bland, at yeah. least she adds her own little... Cuteness here and there with yeah. her dimples. She's very likable. It's not often yeah. that like super attractive women are good actresses. I mean, not that's <laughs> came out wrong. Or and here's but the reason why I, I wanted to here's come what on the I, Or interesting people. Here's what I meant to say. Here's what I meant to say. I'm trying that, to get you guys some female like, listeners here. When you look at like the list of like Do the hottest, the hottest female celebrities, are they ever like the top actresses? Also, well, the one we're going to talk about today, Jennifer Lawrence. Natalie. Mm. Uh, Portman's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. There's one. Jennifer Lawrence is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Lawrence is well. They're both great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's. A, I mean, I think that they're not asked to do much. I think that's part of the problem. Is they're yeah. placed in roles. Yeah. There's where, a lot of. I mean, it's the same thing for with men. Isn't yeah. It? It's exactly. That's, I mean, I guess I shouldn't have said females. That made it sound wrong. But the hot people. No, you, no, made, the most it, you made it sound the way you wanted it. Usually. <laughs> thought of as the best actors though. Yeah, Clooney, Clooney Pitt, Gosling, Gosling now, DiCaprio. But who thinks of them as the best? No one thinks Brad Pitt is one of America's greatest actors. No, I bet there are a lot of people who think that. Mm. Yeah. I'm not saying that. Not right. people who like love movies, yeah, though. Exactly. But I think that Joaquin Phoenix, like, like. You Do you think really it, not like Brad Pitt, though? I have no problem with Brad, but we're talking about like as great actors. Yeah, I think he's on a short list. No, oh. I don't agree. He liked playing crazy people there for a while. It was mid '90s, like Twelve Monkeys and. Uh, that's a 12 Monkeys movie. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Durden, I mean. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, yeah, but I think, yeah, I don't think the degree of difficulty to play crazy is necessarily yeah. that. It seems like Ava's really on her game tonight. Shoot <laughs> <laughs> down the misogyny talk. All right, fair enough. <laughs> I have to talk to our producer. <laughs> hot right. girls can't act. <laughs> that was hot people. They can, can just be hot. That's what I meant to say. I love dimples. <laughs> Bar is lower when you're pretty, is what I'm saying. That's the truth. Yeah, of the world. it is. Yeah. yeah. That's why Evan just gets so much praise. <laughs> I can't. Hot people can play it safe. Yeah. They don't have to go for those roles. They go for the meaty, money <laughs> roles. <laughs> okay, go for the meaty. Your eyes money. were way too wide when you said meaty. <laughs> <laughs> meaty a little, little money. A little too beady. These odds. We're talk about meat. <laughs> All right, our fan mail question this week comes also from a lady. Uh, Lindsay in Maryland asks, what movie party would you most like to have attended? Thought of some examples that I don't Mm. think anyone's going to pick. Eyes wide shut. Oh, come on. (laughs) That was mine. (laughs) Some of you were freaks out there. Um, I thought about it. <laughs> it came into my mind. Yeah. I'd be yeah, interested. It, it I mean, it's not up. a terrible movie. It popped up. Like, it's a good party. I would be. I'd like to I'd be, be a fly on the wall. Uh, the karaoke session and Cable Guy. 
Probably not. Oh, God, that party was sad. <laughs> just old weird people and a hooker. Yeah, that party. And, uh, you know, Life Aquatic, granted, I'm just, we don't have to bring it up every episode, but the one on a boat? Yeah. 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 A boat party. Yeah. yeah. Post movie premiere? It's not bad. Mm-hmm. Plays. But none of those are my answer. My answer was uh, a little vanilla, but it's old school Mitchapalooza. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was pretty good. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg showed up to your party in your a college kegger. If you were a college student yeah. and that's a party yeah. you were at, mm-hmm. you're going to remember that for a while. Trav, what do you got? Uh, my answer, and this is probably the, the 40th time I've talked about Lost in Translation <laughs> on this podcast, but it's the karaoke scene in Lost in Translation. I mean, like, I even if I'm not hooking up with her, the <laughs> the my sidestep... That wasn't yeah. as sexy when I did it, but when she did it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was close. I don't know, they have a crazy night. They get shot at. They get shot at by. You're uh, in Tokyo. You're in Tokyo. Yeah. Yeah. Tokyo. Right. Do, do you realize that from Justin McKelly's one 90 minute party? <laughs> <laughs> what do you, what do you, you can't say a 90 minute party. Well, it's spring break. Also, it's like there were some of moments that of serious heartbreak in there, and That's I don't true. want heartbreak at uh, my party. There's also true. white clothing on boats. <laughs> Yeah, I don't look good at one. Yeah. We'll uh, cross true. out the room birthday party too, because that that one really. That's <laughs> oh true. yeah. Got you messy. think of everything. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, F? I narrowed it down considerably. I guess. Was there a newsies wait, rap did, party? <laughs> did Lin- party? Did Lindsay give an example? Did she say can't hardly wait? Can't hardly wait. I, I wasn't gonna say it just in case somebody else does, but yeah, but it's yeah. the ultimate. Thing. It's kind of yeah, yeah. It's the most obvious one. Can't hardly wait, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> Can't hardly wait for my answer, which is The Great Gatsby. Oh. Those, uh, not a great movie, but those parties are fucking epic. Yeah, <laughs> like they just look, and you're in the it's 20s. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying th- you're probably starved oh, yeah. for some oh, yeah. stimuli. Some great depression. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're you can wear your drink. perfect wardrobe I to that party. I already have the wardrobe. Think about Evan's wardrobe to that party. I think that would be a That's great That's a great time. answer, yeah. I love it. Pretty good. That was maybe like breakfast at Tiffany's party was the other one I was thinking right. of just because you know it's an old. It might party. be the most the famous excess. movie party there is. And Audrey Hepburn's the host. Yes. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. With the most disbelievers. <laughs> Ava. <laughs> I have two. I immediately because I recently saw. This is the end, and I thought yeah. that party yeah. looked amazing. Yeah. And it got a little messy. Everyone died. Messy yeah, until everyone died. But Michael Sarah just like constantly yeah. slapping Rihanna's ass. Like the whole thing yeah. looked kind of great. But in my heart of hearts, I want to say Clueless because mm. I am a girl who grew up in the nineties. Rolling with the homies. Party. I, w- I really think that that party in the valley looks kind of amazing. It looks oh, yeah. so gritty and kind of trashy, Wouldn't and like everyone was dressed so up like Sweaty Santa. Like, Wouldn't you feel overshadowed by Brittany Murphy? It. Though I, she stole that party. right? It's still so weird that that's Brittany Murphy, yeah. and also that she's dead. That is weird. Mm-hmm. It is. So sorry to bring it down a little bit, but that great, party. Great party. I just remember watching that movie when I was younger. I mean, like yes. And Paul Rudd. I want to be there. Right? Did he, go to the he wasn't at the party. Oh. Mm. He was waiting for her when she got home. He's like oh, doing something yeah. cool, like eating Chinese food. That's As the her stepbrother. Yeah. Yeah. So that was normal. But the party, I'm going to go with that. So we got so far a college party, a high school party, <laughs> a weird Tokyo karaoke party, <laughs> and a 1920 <laughs> gala. Luckily, I'm going to throw, it's not going to match any of yours. So we got five nice different ones. Are you going to so say it, Monsters You? No, I haven't seen it. <laughs> Okay. What I like that was is the part. what I like 
is dance parties. Mm-hmm. I like people letting their inhibitions go. Okay. And I like, you know, kind of like outfits. <laughs> I like people to look not in regular clothes. Theme party. It's not, it's kind of would be a theme party. It'd be kind of like an apocalyptic theme party. Remember when shit gets crazy in Matrix Reloaded and they're in that basement? Oh, yeah. Dude, oh, that fucking party is killer. <laughs> when the music drops in and everyone's like, you just want to be in a cave like dancing slow, in slow motion? Like slow mo. Me? It's, it's like, like, that's like, like a quarter like million people have scene sex. of all the Matrix trilogies. <laughs> the best scene of all the Phenomenal answer. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I also love it. imagining you in the background. Yeah, just like with like a weird mesh shirt on and dreads. It sounds amazing. Yeah, well, and that takes place in like a different era of. Time. It's future. The future. I thought we would do more like past things, like the you had the Gatsby one, like almost famous. The, I don't. Yes. The yeah. Gold, Golden yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. But that was like just a regular party. party. Yeah. But yeah. to be there when a, if we knew the if we knew the right. The, the drugs guys, are different yeah. though that they have. Uh, Days and confused. I mean the Moon Tower. Yeah. That, moon I mean, tower that was, was my number two. That was tough. Yeah. My number two as well. It was tough. I mean it's when a movie. The entire movie is a party. Yeah. Yeah. Leading up to that too, and yeah. Party yeah. X? Remember Party X? Project, Project X. X. Project X. Well, no. and Boogie Nights. Yeah. Come on. I thought about that. It's a pool party with porn stars. Yeah. Brother. That ain't Sounds be terrible. Be <laughs> well, today's porn stars. 70s porn stars were a lot cleaner. They had a bush. lot bushier. They were hairier. <laughs> they were way bushier. Yeah. More real. What about the mm. beach? There's a great party. Oh, uh, the there is. Oh, yeah, there's a good party in the beach. Yeah. I was thinking, I was trying to find a thing of a party with uh, decent roof access because that's really all I want. Yeah, that's true. In a good party, and all I could come up with was Nick and Nora's infinite playlist <laughs> when they finally found oh, Fluffy. Found Fluffy. <laughs> Got to listen to your favorite band. <laughs> like, are there no other roof parties that are that memorable? Doesn't Cloverfield go to the roof? Never mind, it's to save the girl because she got like impaled. Yeah, <laughs> no, but that, but like until she got impaled, they had like a going away. There party. was party potential. Yeah. Yeah. And that girl. I just started of a roof party, but I realized it was an episode of Law and Order SVU. <laughs> and not a movie, so. And that party probably ended very badly. It did not end well. That special <laughs> victim was not happy with it. <laughs> it looked also, like a fun party. <laughs> I was surprised that we haven't talked about the movie Beginners yet with Ewan McGregor. And the, the Halloween party that he meets. Uh, the girl that's kind of sweet. Yeah. He's dressed up as like Freud, and she's. Yeah. Marcel, Marceau, I think, and I don't know. That's, that's a, at least an adult Halloween party. That's the best chance we got to go to one of these. Yeah, yeah. That's a great movie. Too. Yeah, uh, Magic Mike Sandbar Party on the Fourth of July. It's so awkward though. There's a lot they, of what? Jack I dudes. I would go. <laughs> a lot of Jack dudes. I yeah. wouldn't have missed that if I were shirtless. Invited. Also, yeah. also like, Olivia, Olivia Munn was there. I know, but yeah. she'd be looking at the Jack dudes. There's like ten. Olivia if Munn, I had time to buff up, Olivia Munn tried to have a three. I mean, if, if oh, am I Magic Mike? Well, then yeah. <laughs> I'm going to that park. Yeah. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going to, to every party. party. Yeah. <laughs> I'm living at parties if I'm changing. Should have gone to Tampa. The one answer that I thought was probably the worst answer anyone could give is American Pie Two. Uh, no, I re- two. Oh, it's two because I remember. Yeah. Each. I remember yeah, at the, the end there is a four-minute yeah. sequence of each main character oh, chipping yeah. a red solo cup. From yeah. across, the room, from across the and they room. Hold We're each doing one, it right. They hold each one for so long. Yeah. That was the most yeah. Yeah. Like well, the, the Finch's, original Finch's, product placement. I remember Finch's toast being the <laughs> yeah. best, too, because he really dips the head. He's like, this is a perfect podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was one of the most misguided, like, you guys You guys care about these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 we don't. No. <laughs> Cook's
Street fan mail. So we got a big week ahead of us because Hunger Games Catching Fire is coming out. And the first one, which I'm assuming all of us have seen at this point, was yes. a pretty big deal. It made $400 million domestic in 2012 and another 300 foreign. The project production budget on that was $70 million. Holy wow. So they profited. That's a steal. Yeah, yeah. They did a lot of shit in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> 70 million is pretty good. It was in theaters from March to September, which Holy is kind of crazy to outlast is, the whole yeah. summer movie season. Wow. Um, what? Uh, I guess I want to start by asking what your individual impressions of Hunger Games were. I've never read the books. I don't know if any of us have. Which I think. Anyone? I've read the first one. You read the first book? Um, Ava is our YA expert today. <laughs> She's going to talk about that. That's young adult sex. Oh, yeah. YA yeah. Adult? Not Yahweh. I actually, <laughs> I'll start with this question yeah. because I have a, I don't like the YA. It's not a genre, which I learned. It's a category. It's in an age range. Just in the library. 12 to 18 age range. It's politically correct. But it's becoming a genre. Mm -hmm. It's like the whole Twilight. It's becoming a business. Harry oh, Potter. <laughs> It's not becoming. Yeah. yeah, but it's technically not a genre. It's a movie right. with Charlize Theron because it's a genre. Regardless, I read the first book. I didn't like it because I don't like books like that. But I went to see Hunger Games. 10.30 a.m. the day it came out. Yeah. Because I had a group of friends who wanted to see it. It was a big group. It was us and a lot of 12-year-olds. <laughs> I thought it was fine. I thought the hype was more than it should have been. I like Jennifer Lawrence and a lot of things. The hype for the movie or the you book? The hype for the movie. Was there hype when you saw the very first show? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, there that was. Was up. There was a, it was up, a big release. It was yeah. crazy. But no one, but no one was we had to pre-order tickets to see yeah. this thing at 10.30 in the morning on a Sunday. Yeah. Right. There were people clapping in the theater, which is another one of my pet peeves. Oh, I hate that. But I thought the movie was very well done. I am not as excited for the second one for something we can talk about later. Mm -hmm. The fact that they split it into two movies. But Oh, I thought you were gonna say Lenny Kravitz. They, the they first split the movie. No, they, no, they're splitting they're splitting the third book into no, the second. movies third and three and four. Oh, I don't know. Mocking Jay is two movies. Yeah. Catching Fire is just one. I don't have a problem with that. Catching Fire is just catching fire. Yeah. So there's four movies in the series. As far as I know. So it's not a trilogy. The, the books. I'm not gonna argue, but I'm. Right. I'm pretty sure yeah. that the second one is the one. They Either spent. way, they're extending three books they're extending into four it. movies, which is what people are doing now. Yeah. Has the been Hobbit, but, but it's no, going to be a trilogy. The, the Hobbit is the greatest offense. The, yeah. yeah. the, the Hobbit is one book that's 375 yeah. pages. It's, it's all terrible. Three. They're making nine hours yeah. of it. To make it's seven egregious. Harry Potter books, eight movies is not egregious. No, because all those books. I mean, those books are 700 pages. Yeah, but these ones aren't. 700. Yeah, right. I read the first book. I thought it was fine. I thought the movie was very well done. Okay. With the exception of Lenny Kravitz. The number one complaint about uh, book adaptations is that they don't cover enough. It's hard. Yeah. The degree of. So this is. Uh, but with these books, it's not hard. Have you read it? Did you read the book? No. Young adult novels are like written for 12 year olds. To 18. 12 to 18. Young adult. Yeah, 12 year olds know. Adult could be anything. Book. We're still young adults in our 20s. <laughs> hanging on to our 20s. We're hanging on to the 20s. Depending on when you listen to this episode. <laughs> I think but. a book versus movie comparison is completely irrelevant. Yeah. Like, if you have a good... I understand why it matters for people that have read, but as a movie itself, I like Hunger Games better than every Harry Potter, 
Obviously. I like it more than Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. I thought the story was awesome. You liked the first Hunger Games more than you liked Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, the movie. Yeah. I think the story is one of the best I've ever heard of. I think it's a great premise. The premise yeah. is amazing. They're going to be teaching this book in schools the next hundred years with other dystopian novels. Yeah, so it's really fascinating to me that dystopian novels are a fixture in young adult fiction. So yeah. think about it. So I have The Hunger Games, The Giver was a really big deal. Yeah. Um, House of Stairs. Couldn't uh, want to see The Giver less. I can't believe they're making it into they're a movie. They're making it into a movie? The Giver was a great book. It was a great book. It's the best um, book. Brave New, Brave World, New World, 1984, uh, Fahrenheit, Three for Zachariah. Fahrenheit 451. Fahrenheit 451. I mean, and these are, these are movies that are, they're, movies. <laughs> they're books that are, if not directed towards you know 13, 14 year olds, they really ring true for a lot of those yeah. people. There are two and, that are about to come out called Divergent and Uglies, which are basically the Hunger Games that are trilogies that are the 12 to 18 set. They're like essentially the same story and they're all going to come out in the movies in the same format and it's going to be the same audience. I guess that's what I like about Hunger Games compared to these other ones like Twilight where it, it's those kind of take this childlike imagination that I no longer have. But <laughs> Hunger Games is like, these kids are killing each other? Yeah. That's badass as yeah. shit. Yeah, it's crazy. And it was, I think, really, as a movie, I thought really well done. When we, I remember we seeing it, we had that countdown when they're about to go up Dude, in the actual yeah. game. Yeah. And they counted Nervous. down from like 43. 42. Yeah, right. And we like joke, we're like, yeah, are they going to count down the whole thing? And then by the end, it was like, oh, <laughs> shit, I'm Katniss right now and I might die. <laughs> and then people die. Die. Yes. Like, it's murder each other. Yeah. Yeah. One guy jumps too early and like explodes. Yeah. 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 Dude, that's oh, intense. <laughs> yeah, the, I think the, the one thing about what you can tell, the good thing about Hunger Games 1 as a story, regardless of the book stuff, because I don't, only one of us has read it and I don't think we have a lot to say about how it matched up, but clearly the first movie was the actual games and the kind of right. fun of learning what that was. Mm -hmm. Just by the trailer, you can tell that this is going to become a more macro story about revolting against the whole, the whole government, the whole everything that's going on, yeah. and some sort of revolution that Katniss is going to be a part of. It's not going to just be a new Hunger Games every year right. that she's a part of. Yeah. What might be kind of interesting is that the first Hunger Games, it's 84%. Hunger Games, the original. Mm -hmm. uh, thrilling and superbly acted, The Hunger Games captures the dramatic violence, raw emotion, and ambitious scope of its source novel. Uh, I really quickly just saw a negative review that said, the film shows precious little hunger and no sense of game. So I hope he's been fired. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Was, how, how was the word the incorporated? Did they do okay with the? How did he review the butler? He was the butler. Yeah. <laughs> but... Learn, <laughs> learn you some new. Um, Real quick, as a. Um, Do you loved it? Fuck yes. Archer, <laughs> archery is the best. Yes. Oh yeah. It's, Name a yeah. part of the movie that was even. It, none of it even drag when out. When she's right. displaying her skills. It's amazing. For the, yeah. For when the judging. Like the little. Yeah. This, is, a, this is also. This, this was her coming out party. I mean, like, like yeah. she did Winter's Bone. Yeah. Can great. we talk about her? No. no. Can we? <laughs> I'm I'm I'll talk about her. I will talk We're about gonna her. We're going to do some talk. Elizabeth Be prepared yeah. to be surrounded talk, by erection. Oh, no, I, I love her. I loved Winner's Bone. Well, that was, no. yeah, I mean, the point is with Jennifer Lawrence it. is there's not going to be much dissent around this uh, studio we're in or amongst 
anyone else in the world. Yeah, so the rest, like so the she rest seems like she's done, darling, right like now. crazy. Mm-hmm. I loved mm-hmm. a movie that was completely unscripted. Really? Completely unscripted. What was Winter's Bone? Like, like crazy. crazy. Oh, what is that? It's basically like a guy. No, it's like a young love story. And she is the ex-girlfriend of the guy who's falling on the new girl, so she's not a main character in it. Yeah. But, she's a, but there only are a couple characters, so she kind of is a main character. Right. But that movie was totally unscripted, and she was fantastic. Was it is it Yelkin? It's 2011. Yelkin? Yes. Yeah. And Yelkin was post one. X-Men. It was a 72% like crazy. It was great. Uh, before that, she did Winter's Bone, which is what she got an Academy Award nomination Skin for. Which she was amazing in. Yes. 94%. Yeah. Uh, she's an X-Men First Class as Mystique. That's an 87. Best role so far. Silver Linings. <laughs> Pretty good. That is a good movie. She was like a chameleon in that. Yeah. Silver Linings. She's got Silver amazing. Linings, which she actually did win an Oscar for already. She's 23 years old, and that was a 92%. Things uh, that I'm excited about. American Hustle. Yeah, there was a preview yeah. for American Hustle, the new David O. Russell movie, and I yeah. mean, Bradley Cooper, Christian Bale, right. Amy Adams, Jennifer Lawrence. We're I think gonna, I'll we'll do it as a podcast. For I think sure. it looks it looks great. You know what I think cool. is I think is interesting mm-hmm. about or, or like a reason to think that the first one was you know the first one was good, and a reason to think that the following ones will be too, is that the source material is good and like yeah maybe we don't and I know you didn't love it, but this is something that a lot of people already dread, like when That's true. when you transcend you know the young adult genre and move into like. I mean, Harry Potter and Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. These books were really well thought out. The, did you hear about the the her influence, like the reason she wrote these? No. Suzanne Collins. Is that yeah, Suzanne yeah. Collins. Suzanne so there, there's two parts that I think are interesting about this. The first is that she was like kind of late at night watching TV, and she was going like just channel surfing, and there was reality TV on, and then she got to a news channel, and they were talking about the war. And in both instances, it was young people. So it was, you know, 18-year-olds getting killed in Iraq, and then it was young people acting like idiots on reality TV. And so in her drowsy mind, she kind of combined, combined the two and came up with the idea, cool. which is cool. And then the other thing is that um, part of, I guess, what she drew from was the, the myth of, is it Theseus or Theseus, um, who was, it's a, it's a Greek myth about... Uh, a prince who lived in, I think it was Athens, um, and every seven years or nine years, they had to send seven boys and seven girls to uh, Crete and to be sacrificed to the Minotaur. And so this guy was the, um, the prince of this town, and he offered to go instead. He sacrificed himself and went there and then killed the Minotaur. That's cool. Got it. Which makes sense yeah. for the story. Yeah, yeah. like it's whenever somebody can trace something back and influence like that back far enough to prove that not only is she well read, but it, the story itself is well thought out. Mm-hmm. I think you know, it, de- it deserves some respect. Yeah. Uh, why don't we take this time to watch a trailer for this new one? I have Ooh. not seen one. Cheers up, smiles on. You've given them an opportunity. They just have to be brave enough to take it. You saved my life. You gave me a chance. Yes, to live. No, to do something. 
they will kill us. I'm worried about this movie a little bit because it is so much more about the world that this is in the future rather than just these specific Hunger Games because I don't love the actual dystopia that it is where you have these poor drab districts and then everyone's full of color and showy yeah. weird haircuts in the, in the aristocratic in the area. Districts. And it just, I don't know, that Welcome seemed a little bit, that seemed a little lazy. As a, and granted, I don't write novels or create <laughs> worlds, but it seems like that would have been the first thing I would think of, as <laughs> like just from The Giver or Fahrenheit for like you need color in this yeah. area and black and white. Well, here. I, and, and I think that's what bothered me most most about the first movie was that part of the world, like everything mm-hmm. that happened within the game and like yeah. within the like survival. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, like that great. was awesome. It was so good. It was really exciting, but the that's why Elizabeth Banks was kind of annoying to me. It was yeah. just like yeah. but that's what they wanted, right? To make you dislike You're saying that. she was better in Pitch Perfect. I do love Pitch Perfect. It's great. Which we've talked about a lot. It's yeah. great. Yeah. But well, like it's just there's something about like the and I don't read a lot of books that don't that exist in worlds other than the one I live in. So I know this is part of it, but like the name, it just seems so contrived and desperate to name like Katniss Everdeen, Hamish Abernethy, yeah. Peter Mellark, Primrose, Effie yeah. Trinket, Octavia yeah. Caesar Flickerman. The, Welcome the, to YA. Philip Seymour Hoffman's character is Plutarch Heavensby. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. It's like, I yeah. get it and I'll take it, but there right. will always be a part of me that's rolling but my what eyes. About, what about Lord of the Rings with... Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's it seems... Fantasy. Because that's not Earth. It's far enough away right. from our reality. This is Earth. This is just the future, away. but names yeah. change. But it's not... But that's... They do. But they that's do. also the whole point of it. It's not supposed to be. Yeah, you're, you're creating a new world. But you're creating a stupid world that children wrote. Plutarch Heavensby is not a good character name. <laughs> but she wrote it for children. Yeah. Okay. This is the whole this young is the adult, whole wraparound. Adult. It's not a children's book. Okay, but a young adult's like And like, plenty of adults John read Jones. Amazing. So many adults read Hunger Games. Yeah, but you're games. creating a new world. You're creating a, a world separate from what it's we're not used to. It's supposed, supposed to, to be. Radicals. But don't you think it's contrived as your one effort to separate that reality but that from our own? that is the genre. To, let's just... Make these names silly. That's the genre. I don't think that's one effort. That was that's one. Think, the genre. I think it is that effort, and let's give them a lot of bright colors. I think that... And, and haircuts that would never... That, ooh, let's make his beard kind of devil. I think that you... I mean, without reading the books, it's if hard you to guys, If you guys read the books, you would understand where it's coming from. All, unless what they talk mean? about no. the etymology of every name. You're talking about colors. I and know like you that. would Have not you... write a script with these names. Of course I wouldn't. But... No, but he would also not write a YA novel. Have you read any of Twilight? No, I never would. But do you know who reads YA novels? Adults, okay. old adults. Do you know why adults read? I hate that we okay. keep saying YA. It makes me. Da Vinci Code. It might as well be YA. No, not <laughs> because true. you can read not it true. if you're ten to fifty. It means it's easy to read, basically. Yes, I think that two of the reasons that we should be optimistic about this is first of all there's some skepticism about the quality of young adult fiction Um, that doesn't really translate to Rotten Tomatoes scores like if you're looking at I mean Harry Potter like we've talked about this before Harry Potter scores really really well Twilight scores very poorly yeah, Twilight's those are, really bad because they fucking those suck. Are, those are bad movies. This, I, I think it's, I think it's silly to be skeptical about a, a work of fiction just because it's called young adult. Um, do you guys remember when Maurice Sendak was on the Colbert Report before he died? 
Yes. When they were making yes, the I Wild, do. When they were making the World of the Wild Things are at that point or no? This no. was this was oh 2011. Way before that. No, this was after. Yeah, this was, was after. this was 2011. Colbert went to Maurice Sendak's place and one and it, it, it's honestly really incredible. Colbert still says it's the best experience he's ever had with mm-hmm. his show. That's anyway, cool. he um he was talking to Sendak and one of the things he said is what made you interested in making um, books for children or writing for children. And he says, I don't write for children. I write, and people tell me it's for children. Right. Yeah. Which I think is like a, a really amazing quote. Yeah. And, and probably true about Suzanne Collins. Yeah, and I'm books. not saying like right. she's trying, like, I don't know how, I'm not, maybe she doesn't have great prose or whatever, but the actual, the, the quality of what she's written just because, you know, 13, 14 year olds read it. I mean, yeah. I you know the Hobbit. That's that's when people read the Hobbit. I don't think that it's necessarily fair to like sweep this under I the rug. I think it's the opposite. Of, yeah, okay. I think it's the opposite. I, I am less dubious about a movie that is based on a story that someone took yeah. years to write because story is what's lacking mm-hmm. in especially, most movies. Especially when the first mm-hmm. one did so well. I mean, I'm. I'm expecting. Yeah. Well, when Wonder Woman Z ended, I remember turning to you and going, "Well, it's awesome to have a book to base that on. Like, <laughs> right. there was nothing missing. They didn't yeah, just yeah. throw together a bunch of shit. Right. They cut things out, and yeah. people nitpick why. Right. But in general, these stories are good. Has anyone to get ever there. enjoyed a movie more than the book if they've read it? It depends on when you see it. Yeah, it depends on when you see it. But if you read yeah. the book first and then see the movie, you're no. always going to be critical. How much of that is? Wanting to sound like you're cool for reading. Fair enough. Let's get yes. real here. Yes. All these Game of Thrones high, high yeah. mighty people are fucking bothering me. Yeah. I get it. The Game Game of Thrones books are great. I read them. I read the first one. <laughs> you read a book? I read the first one. It's a thousand goddamn pages. <laughs> are you kidding me? And like, yeah, okay, I got like, no, you know, you Game of Thrones is excellent though. The, Dude, like, yeah. It's amazing. Like, that's why we enjoy the show so much. Right. Yeah. yeah I just, we think it's amazing. Well, no, no, no. It's, no, no, no. it's because it's an HP. They do it really well. Right. I get what you're saying. They make a movie every week. And I just want I want it to become more okay as like filmmaking becomes better and better and better. That it becomes to skip the it book. becomes okay to say, <laughs> no. you know what? That movie was better than that. But don't you yeah. think it's because they have to, to cut read things. no 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 be, well yeah but, partly but but to read something is a personal endeavor yeah. you sit there you read it for hours don't you think it's easier to have a direct personal con- like connection with with a book to you than with you to a movie because so many yeah. people are involved with a movie. Right. I guess the reason I think that most people like books better than movies is because w- with a with a book, you have no interpretations other than yours mm-hmm. and the author's. Sure. And with a movie, every single actor, every single yeah. like yeah. assistant director, there's so many interpretations going right. on that I mean it can convolute it and it can be For different. Sure. And I you've already made your own interpretation. Well, also you know, when a you read a book about, when you're 15 and you're like, oh my yeah. god. Like this is me. Like you're like your emo fifteen year old self. Then when you see the movie, you're twenty seven. There's a whole bunch of people who and read Harry Potter great. before the movies came out and pronounced Hermione Hermoin. <laughs> and then when they saw the movie, they realized it was Hermione, and it changed it. For them. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Because you you develop this whole image of this person and right. understanding. Sometimes it helps. It depends on how sophisticated the fiction is. I I got into Elmore Leonard in the nineties mm. yeah. because. Get Shorty came out right. out yeah. of sight, and uh, I read Jackie, Jackie Brown. Brown. I read the Jackie Brown book, but mm-hmm. I already knew who was in it, so I could oh, already yeah. picture like, okay, so that's Sam Jackson, that's right. Michael Keaton. Yeah. yeah, cool. Put my imagination yeah. on cruise control. Yeah, <laughs> and that's for me. Sometimes it's like, yeah, 
I, I'm able to admit when a director and this whole group of people that made this movie kind of oh, did a better job than I did in yeah. my imagination. Yeah, that's fine. But they, you can also happen. see what they miss. <laughs> So the one important thing is that Suzanne Collins, the author of this trilogy that's extremely popular, is a screenwriter on both the original mm. Hunger Games and on this one and the future two. Nice. But I'd like I, to, I like I, I, yeah, I'd like to run down a little bit just the director-writer breakdown for the first one, the second one, yeah. and we can kind of close up there. Sure. The director of the first one is Gary Ross, who. I'll run really quickly through his kind of history in Hollywood. He did uh, The Hunger Games, which was 84%. He did Seabiscuit and Pleasantville. Oh, Toby, Toby guy. Oh, Toby kick. So clearly we don't like <laughs> He must like be him. really excited. He's a package deal with Toby. Yeah. Those were 77% for Seabiscuit, 86% for Pleasantville. What? 86 for Pleasantville. Great movie. That's that shocking. It's a great movie. It's all right. And then he didn't he didn't direct these, but uh, he wrote Dave. Okay. Uh, 94%. Whoa! What? I love it. These movies before Rotten Tomatoes yeah. get skewed. It's a 90s. I like Dave. Yeah. It's a 90s. And okay. the Tom Hanks movie, Big. Oh my God. He wrote, wrote that. Yeah. By, okay. This is the guy yeah. that helped Suzanne Collins write this film. Yes, and, and directed, directed the, first the first one. Oh, directed it. Yeah, yeah. but he uh, declined doing huh. all of the sequels because he said he didn't know if he had enough time. Wow. And uh, instead he's working on a prequel to Peter Pan. Uh, the new guy that cool. yeah, <laughs> I'm intrigued. The new guy that is directing the second one is Francis Lawrence, who's unrelated to Jennifer, and he has directed Water for Elephants. Sixty-one percent. Sixty-one percent. Someone knows their way around Rotten Tomatoes. Which she might have seen the score. Yeah, and uh, he did I Am Legend. Seventy percent. Seventy percent. And uh, Constantine, uh, 46%. 46%. Keanu Reeves, that was his first movie. So he is Constantine, <laughs> I Am Legend, Water for Elephants, and now Hunger Games, Catching Fire. Is, He's also signed up for the next two, the third and fourth installments of Mockingjay. Is so he this is going to be the guy cheaper? from now on. Is he cheaper? I don't know. I mean, it's not like the other guy has a whole... No. I mean... Is there, no, it's, it's, yeah. it's always bizarre to me when somebody takes over a, a trilogy or a series or yeah. in, maybe even more so a TV show. Like the fact that different directors have directed Arrested Development. Yeah. Like yeah. how do you maintain a constant... You know. I think in TV, especially TV comedy, directing is probably not that yeah. big a deal. Right. I mean, it certainly makes some difference. Yes. There's Larry Charles, who did a lot with Seinfeld and Curb. and I mean, there's, I don't know. Comedy directors are tough. Yeah. We've certainly talked about that before. The writers involved uh, include Suzanne Gollins, the author. Michael Arndt, who uh, I only bring up because he wrote Little Miss Sunshine, okay. 91%. Toy Story 3, 99. Yeah, Toy Stories don't count. And yeah. now this one. But well, but still. As that a, movie was hard to watch. Uh, it's sad. So sad. Yeah, it, it is sad, sad, but as a writer, he's, he's got a very impressive resume. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, switching directors maybe makes a difference, maybe mm. doesn't. I don't know. It, I think it's good that this guy now has signed on to do the third and fourth installments. Yeah. So at least yeah. Yeah. from now on, that, that, that vision might matter, but... Jennifer Lawrence obviously has had a 
she's she's phenomenal. And that and really, if she wasn't in this, Kristen Stewart versus Jennifer oh, Lawrence, yeah, Jesus. oh please, makes such a huge right. Uh, huge gives so much more legitimacy to yeah. anything. That's she had one speedball. What was the? She did Lawrence. a horror movie. Yeah, she did a horror movie. That I thought was it was really good. The house at the end of the street at the end of the block. Yeah. <laughs> she she did a horror movie that was rated really low huh. and people didn't see. It's like the house at the end of the street. Yeah, but I think she might have filmed that before she blew up and the, like they were holding that stuff back and then they she blew up and they put it out. And then it came out. Yeah, yeah she was yeah. not on the high horse she the, is now. The Abbey Road, let it be corollary. But I mean, Jennifer Lawrence as an actress, you know, we talk about Gosling and people like that or Tatum right. who are favorites yeah. on this podcast who can't do wrong. Jennifer Lawrence goes way beyond this table. As far as how beloved yeah. she is, yeah. she's she she's a klutz at the Oscars. Yeah, she trips she the Oscars and she shrugs that right she's off. She's down to earth. She refuses to lose a weight lose weight for any roles. Yeah. She's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> she's an incredible archer, um, <laughs> which made me think like, if if you guys were were in the Hunger Games and pretty much in one of the shittier districts, but. <laughs> What would be your skill, do you think, that would give you an advantage to kill 11 other teenagers? To kill 11 others or to win the game? To win, that's true, because she mostly just survived. She hides. She, yeah, she lets she, them You don't have to kill all of them. Yeah. I think mine would be sense of direction. Yeah, mm. you've got a good sense, I know. A good sense of direction. But, um, you know, I, I'd probably die. Well, how does that help you <laughs> hide from people that are... I mean, just knowing which way you're going doesn't necessarily. Yeah, no, I, I, I would, def- I would have other people kind of shield me and kill people, and then I'd say, "North is this way, gang," <laughs> and then I hang They'd on, keep you I hang on until the fourth or fifth guy, and, and you'd be like, "All right, let's all go north," and you'll stay in the back of the pack and just. Anyone that's 180 pounds above is just going to slit my throat easily. Yeah, yeah. Nate's is the opposite. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> no sense of direction. Alliance. Immediately, yeah. Immediately, the, what comes to mind are the things that would uh, be my downfalls. Uh, first, you could engineer sen- some weapons. My sense of oh. direction. I, if they laid out some kind of berry. Or like a, yeah. a sandwich. If they put a sandwich, <laughs> my God, I would eat it. Open clearing. Oh my God! That just would attract in the attention. middle of a field, this big yeah. ham sandwich. Uh, Nate, don't do it. I have to. Don't do it. It's a poison calzone. Save yourself. Get your chipotle here. All four of us just done. Just sprinting for it as fast as we can. But yeah, you're an engineer. I mean, you actually like an engineer or something. But. You can't engineer. There's a bunch of fucking. Here's what it is. Here's what it is. How likable you are. Guns. You'd be sponsored right away. I think I get those little care packages things. I think I get a sponsorship. I think he gets sponsored and they give him all this. I think you'd be a a good runner-up or third place. Oh, I don't win. Because we'd always want you around. It's like I'm not gonna kill Nate. Nate, yeah. Right, but then I'm the guy. Once it comes down. Yeah. You're you're the guy that when he dies, everyone's sad about. Yeah. But you're definitely dying. Yeah. Sooner or later, you gotta kill him. Yeah, maybe. You're a physical threat. <laughs> no, not at all. Well, like imposing. Yeah, yeah you're tall. <laughs> tall and Give this man a sponsorship. Yeah. Yeah. But no, with that kind of with that yeah. kind of charisma mm-hmm. is the word. Yeah. I think he'd get a lot of sponsorships and have some advantages in the game. Yeah, I could get that. like a like Bic would drop me things to like shave yeah. my back. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so hairy. More presentable. 
Bick sends down a you might lose, loading. You might lose all your sponsorships. You might lose all your sponsorships if they see you. If they see you shaving your back, you might lose it all. Well, you don't want to die from just farting up in a tree. Well, it's interesting you say that because that would certainly be my skill. Is I just scamper up some trees. Yeah, I'm a very good climber. And you keep your flatulence to yourself. Do they give nicknames in Hunger Games? Barely even that. Because I'm thinking lemur for Travis. Yeah. Like a power animal and well, lemurs are slow, Evan. I'm not slow. They're not they're slow. slow? They're, well, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, I was thinking it was um, But yeah, I, I, I would climb. I'd get really, yeah. really, really high into a tree where heavier people would yeah. be able to make it up without. I was thinking that'd be mine, but I realized I haven't climbed in years and I probably don't still have the. Yeah. The game. I'm so curious what you think yours is. <laughs> I know what mine is, and you're going to agree with this. Okay. My ability to fast. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Since there's not much food out there, Damn, I'd be true. fine. You wouldn't You wouldn't remember to eat until like day four. Yeah, I'd be like, oh shit, I should probably eat something. <laughs> hey, where's the mozzarella yeah. stick tree? Yeah. So that, that I could keep away from the, the problem areas where yeah. they try and tempt you with food. Yeah, yeah that's that's be right. that's that's right. that's that's right. that'd be my only. Hunger, hunger, hunger games. You're getting rid of the hunger. Really, exactly. you, you and Nate yeah. have the opposite problem. Yes. Yeah, it's true. And actually, I think you have another one that you forgot about. What's that? If you could find your way to a spot like Trap, where you could sleep, you could sleep through the whole fight. Yeah. It's true. You can wake up 12 days in and it's just you and this one yeah. chick dying of starvation. Yeah. And you walk up, what's the problem? Oh. What I miss? Oh. Any cliff bars? No? <laughs> All right. You'd win if. All right, Ava, what you got? I sleep in the tiniest ball that you could mm. ever imagine. Okay. Yeah. Like when I fall asleep, I curl into a ball that's so mm. small you almost can't see it. I can think of one for you. Mm. What? Um, gonna sound sexy <laughs> but you're a phenomenal cook mm. oh, that's you could do two things you could win over the big brooding guys yeah. with your cooking yeah. it's a barbecue you, you can also cook up poison mm. real good oh, yeah. I could if you definitely cook some, up poison you make, crack you make poison taste good Nate's, <laughs> poison Nate's eating it yeah. Yeah, you could, if it smells yeah. good Nate's hey, gonna bite your top 50% yeah. Yeah. Hunger Games is basically Burning Man like she, <laughs> you can barter her way through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, keep you around for long enough yeah. just Get to survive. Get your lemonade with beef in it. <laughs> that sounds mm. terrible. I would, I would definitely go after that. Well, in you Hunger need, Games, you need protein. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think there's not a lot more we need to discuss about this because it is a sequel to a good movie. Uh, it's also two and a half hours like the other one was. They did increase the production budget to 130 million. Wow, from 80. double. Yeah. So they're they're. There's they're, more people involved because yeah, there's yeah. more uprising. It's getting bigger and bigger. Right, right, right. All right. What what's going to happen right now is the four of them are going to guess what they think the Rotten Tomato score is for Hunger Games: Catching Fire, and whoever's furthest off will have to see this alone. Ava, you are abstained from that. But you will still need to guess so that we can tell if you've been paying attention. All right, so lock in your scores right now. Okay. All right, so let's let's go left to right. Nate, I want to start with you. You want to start with me even though I'm going to smack it? That's weird. What's your prediction for the current Rotten Tomato score of Hunger Games Catching Fire? Current, the current score, um, I think it's going to be pretty good. I kind of thought the first one was better than 84, which actually mm -hmm. throws me. But fuck it. I'm going to go with 86, mm, which is a dumb guess. A sequel that is better than its predecessor. Well, yeah. right now, rated better than its predecessor. Yeah. How about that? Right. 
Okay. I imagine when I imagine the first when the week the opening weekend of one it was in the nineties is my guess. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's probably true. I could be wrong. Okay. Um, my guess, I think it's I think the change of director at least is a factor. Yeah. Um, it is. But people really, really, and not not just. You know, fans and viewers really like Jennifer Lawrence. I think that critics really like her also. Um, I said 79. Okay. Okay. I had 79 till right before we had to lock it in. I went up to 81. Yeah, I almost I think, did 83. So yeah. yeah. So I think it's going to be a little bit lower rated than the first one, but. Okay. I think it's going to be good. What's your guess, A5? What you got? I'm going to go high. Because I like the addition to the cast. (laughs) All these bit parts are going to bring this movie right up. (laughs) I'm going to give it 92. Whoa! She liked it. She liked the way the podcast tastes. (laughs) The first people to see it are going to give it high ratings. Okay, so Ava Anderson is the high lady with 92. You didn't want to say hymen? No, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) It's the worst part of my life. I couldn't say that. Uh, Nate, you were at 86. Evan, you're at 81, 81 so you're safe. Always. Sandwich. Weird. And Travis, you're at 79. Yeah, I guess I'm the low. Nine. No. Okay, so 79 to 86 is so for the, the boys involved here. Uh, Ava, your guess still counts as far as posterity goes, but one of these guys will have to host the next podcast based on who's furthest off. Right. And see a young adult movie alone. And see a young adult movie <laughs> alone. And otherwise, we will be seeing this yeah. for sure. We're all going to see it. Yeah, definitely. Um, they filmed a lot of it in IMAX, so that helps. Nice. Uh, so I'm going to read a positive review first and then a negative one. Well, it's not 100. I have a bad feeling. The, it's not 100. The positive is... Uh, Fret not, Hunger Games fans. Ugh. In parentheses, Hunger Hards, Cat Fancies. Oh, no. Cat Fancies. This God. is someone who likes it. This I'm guy screwed. sucks. <laughs> Us Weekly, so it's oh. a really good <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> to paraphrase the famous mantra, the odds, odds are ever in your favor oh, that you'll God. be satisfied. The, uh, the negative review is the fans won't mind, but the fi- the film feels overlong. The emotional curve fails to ignite. That's ignites a play on the catching fire. Oh. And the ending is anticlimactic. Jennifer Lawrence is this sequel's greatest asset. Well, well yeah. 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 That's, come on, who thought? That'd be true in Citizen Kane. <laughs> Can I change my game? <laughs> uh, despite all that, uh, the actual Rotten Tomato score for Hunger Games Catching Fire is 94%. Whoa! What the fuck? Oh. Ava Anderson Ava almost smacks it. it. The Jenna Malone bump. Almost Jenna Malone bump. Jenna Malone bump. Jenna Malone. Evan Shepard will be seeing nope. this movie no, Travis lost. alone with his friend Travis. <laughs> if he, if but Evan, you should not go. I'm, going with, I'm going with Nate. <laughs> Travis Lindner will have to see this movie alone and give us a full review Wait, next time. Wait, podcast. That's I why almost we almost smacked uh, it. We all have to that see it. That would have been actually awesome. We're going to discuss it. All right, well, thank you for listening. We are Cook Street Productions with a very special guest, Ava Anderson, who we appreciate being here. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's not easy to walk into this sausage-fest <laughs> man cave romance we got going on. This was certainly the best-smelling podcast. <laughs> it was. It was, despite our best efforts. Well, you know, I, I, 
<laughs> gave it our yeah. cold college try. You can uh, you can find more of these podcasts, our web series, and our sketches on Facebook and YouTube, and on our website, cookstreetproductions.com. That's Cook S T Productions. Follow us on Twitter at Cook underscore Street. And uh, let's just sign out real quick with Hail to the Podcast! Hail Victorious! Cook Street on the Warpath! Fight for all!